Welcome to the Luke Messias Show. What is going on with the Harris County elections? Harris County is the largest county in the state of Texas. It is a county that Republicans rightfully fought hard to take back in this last election cycle. Democrats used the power they had in running the government to skew the election results. This is something that many people have talked about. Many people have proven. They intentionally targeted red areas. They made sure that certain Republican precincts ran out of paper, all sorts of messed up stuff like that. And now Alex Mueller, who was the Harris County Republican nominee for county judge and barely lost after patiently waiting for eight months, is calling out the Secretary of State, Senator Jane Nelson, who is now appointed by Governor Abbott to be Secretary of State, who's dragging her feet on auditing the elections. This is something we will talk about today and a couple other things. Let's get to the show. Lena Hidalgo is the current Democrat county judge of Harris County. And even though Harris County is, let's say, a just left of center, kind of center county, it's also the largest county in Texas. This is Houston and many of the suburbs that fit into Harris County, many of the Houston suburbs. Lena Hidalgo is a very far left progressive. And so she was rightfully challenged hard by Alex Mueller in the November elections. And many of us, conservatives, moderates, you know, all factions of the party came in and said, we are all going to get behind and unite behind Alex Mueller's campaign. And she came up with a little bit more than 49% of the vote. But a whole lot of inconsistencies, shenanigans, and just general problems occurred in the election. And so many Republicans in Harris County have filed an election contest. And there are cases going through the judicial system. Harris County is supposed to be audited, and the Secretary of State's office has had this responsibility for quite some time. Unfortunately, they have opted against auditing Harris County so far. And many people actually went through the process of doing open records requests and getting emails and saying, where are we in this process? And we really couldn't determine at all where anybody was. So finally, Alex Mueller came out last week and called out the Secretary of State and called on Jane Nelson the newly positioned and appointed Secretary of State. She's only been in the job for a very short period of time, but guess what? During that entire period of time, she could have been involved in auditing Harris County. Before I get there, I'm going to remind each and every one of you that one of the things that Senator Bob Hall has pointed out, that audits are very difficult. In fact, many of Bob Hall's pieces of election integrity legislation that he filed. I loved it when he, he used to say, I'm filing these bills so we can make our elections auditable again. And his implication is that you can't really audit the elections anymore because there are so few laws requiring us to even maintain all of the documentations and all of the preservation of the machines that would be necessary to even be able to depend on the audit that was done. These aren't a bunch of ballots that are all saved in a certain location so you can go and recount them all perfectly and say, hey, we have audited the election and these are the results. But I'll get back to there in a second. So Alex Mueller has come out and said that Secretary Jane Nelson is leaving Harris County high and dry. 
She has abandoned Harris County. And this is a frustration that many people have, that we live in a red state, a red state that should be able to go in and hold these election officials accountable. Guys, Harris County is not just any county. It is larger than most of the states east of the Mississippi, okay? So the elections that are conducted in Harris County matter, and they also matter for elections to come. I have friends that were election judges and were at voting precincts that ran out of paper. And ran out of paper is a generous way of saying we're significantly, uh, what would we say? We're significantly understocked in the paper they were given. Maybe intentionally by a county that knew that they were the election judge in a precinct that was very heavily Republican. So guess what? Maybe in the middle of the day, they just ran out of paper. And so anybody there can't cast a vote. And they're calling down. And guess what? The elections office they're calling down to is run by a bunch of liberal Democrats who are scared to death that they might lose the county judge election. Quite a few people are coming out. Ronnie Jackson, Congressman Ronnie Jackson from the Amarillo, Wichita Falls area, who's been speaking out. I talked about this last week, but Ronnie has just been coming out consistently on these issues that are actually facing our state. Last week, he came out and opposed the impeachment of Ken Paxton, called the whole thing a sham, a scam, and wrong, which are all true. But Ronnie Jackson came out and said, Jane Nelson needs to resign immediately. It's been over eight months since the 2022 election, and there's been zero audit in Harris County. If nothing is done, they're going to rig it against Republicans in 2024. Audit the vote now. Here's what I'm grateful for. Alex Mueller finally came out and just said, look, I've been patient. I've been waiting. And I'm sure everybody's telling her, don't worry, Alex. Everyone's working hard for you. Don't worry, Alex. They're all going to make it happen. Don't worry, Republicans in here. All these district judges that barely lost their election, they're saying, hey, there are district judges that are like, no, no, no. I can promise you that those few precincts that they ran out of paper in cost me my election. And everyone's telling these Republican judges who just wish they were in the positions that maybe they would have been duly elected in had these Games not been played. Everybody's telling them, don't worry, we're in a red state with a red secretary of state confirmed by a red state Senate, appointed by a red state governor. And yet, here's where we're at. So finally, Republicans in Harris County have kind of been fed up and they're coming out and they're calling out Secretary Jane Nelson saying, guys, it's time to make it happen. It's time to audit the elections. You can go to holdtexas.com and that's Alex Mueller's uh, website. If you want to support the actions that are happening in Harris County, if you say, I want to help the largest county in my state, I want to be involved, then go to holdtexas.com. You can also go to noauditnelson.com Dot com. That's noauditnelson.com. And that will also take you to just a place where you can, you know, sign a petition, engage with everybody who's there, learn more about what's happening. Noauditnelson.com. So go there, go to Alex Mueller's website. If you're in the Houston area, reach out to your friends in Harris County. Every one of us should be 
messaging into the people we know in Harris County and saying, do you realize what's happening? Because it's all of the right of center citizens of Harris County that should be absolutely incensed that this red state that we all love is not doing anything regarding a possible rigged election in the largest county in our state. One of the things that also came up this week that I think is actually really interesting um, is that Mays Middleton and Senator Drew Springer are calling for two things. They're calling for Dr. Don Buckingham to deny the permit to Joe Biden, who actually wants to build this massive, uh, you know, boondoggle of wind farms in the Gulf. And they are calling on Land Commissioner Don Buckingham to deny the permits of Joe Biden. Now, sadly, Senator Middleton also filed a bill, Senate Bill 1303, that would have required in-depth investigations into potential wind facilities and to create a permitting process for such facilities. So this is an overarching bill that was pushed by conservatives, never went anywhere in the Senate, never went anywhere in the House. Senate Bill 1303, Senator Springer also has also called on Governor Abbott to say, take this issue and put it back on a special session. We have to pass this bill. But they are encouraging Land Commissioner Don Buckingham to take action now against Joe Biden. And here is one reason that I am hoping that Don Buckingham heeds the calls of Senator Middleton and Springer and also other conservatives who are all coming to her and saying, hey, do everything within your power to stop this Biden agenda, green energy, Green New Deal wind farm in the Gulf. Because they have to basically get some permitting process still through the Land Commission's office to run the cables out. And Don Buckingham could hamper that process. It has to be done. And I'm going to give you a reason that it has to be done regardless of the outcome of the land commissioner's actions. So regardless of what Texas does, Joe Biden's administration is going to sue the state of Texas. They are going to come after and say, hey, you cannot. And they're going to try to tie Don Buckingham's hands behind her back and say, hey, we're going to get this regardless. And some people will say, well, without Mays Middleton and Drew Springer's Senate Bill 1303, then, you know, there's just nothing we can do. But here's the reality. We need to stand up every time things like this happen because win or lose, we're still in a better position to get what we need. If we win in court, then we have stopped this atrocious Green New Deal program off the coast of Texas, some big old wind farm, it's going to be a total waste. And if we lose in court and they say, hey, Dr. Don Buckingham, land commissioner in Texas, actually needs a few more tools in her toolbox to effectively stop this federal project, then we have now been handed all the ammunition we need to end any excuse the Senate or the House had for ignoring Senate Bill 1303 last session. So here's what I'm hopeful for. I'm hopeful that what we see in the next week or two is that Don Buckingham comes out and says, I am taking action. I am going to address this. I am going to use every single ounce of power in my elected position to stop this project from happening in Texas. That's what I hope we see. And I will let you know what Land Commissioner Don Buckingham's decision is based on the outreach that has been made to her by conservative lawmakers in Texas. And next, I want to talk about 
some absolute atrocious content going on at the University of Texas, but we'll be right back. Do you wanna get paid to make a difference? Gen Z is now in Congress, and if you're between the ages of 18 and 25, you may not necessarily want to be in Congress, but if you still wanna fight for the future, we have the opportunity for you. Texas Scorecard is Texans' leading news source for citizens, and we're looking for young fighters to join our fellowship program. Texas Scorecard offers a paid internship for spring, summer, and fall semesters, allowing participants to get their feet wet in the media business. Fellows can apply for one of three tracks, writing, research, and administration. Think you have what it takes? Fellows often leave the program with the opportunity to continue the work full-time. So just as a reminder of what your taxpayer dollars are paying for, the University of Texas at Austin's Gender and Sexuality Center, this is a publicly funded university, is going to host an LGBTQIA plus and gender justice workshop. Actually, workshops, multiple. And this article was written at the Texan, the Texan.news. You can go there and read more about this absolute, these absurd workshops. guys. I just need to read you a couple things from this article, okay? Uh, UT Austin's Gender Sexuality Center website lists the series of workshops planned for the 2023-2024 school year. Beginning in August, students, staff, faculty, and administrators are encouraged to attend the voluntary workshops and learn about, actually, like this is one of the things. They're gonna learn how to address pronouns and basic intervention strategies, okay? They're gonna learn about the heterosexual and monosexual privilege. There's a handout that lists 25 ways how individuals experience the daily effects of heterosexual privilege. For example, uh, that as a child, I didn't experience games that attack my sexual orientation. The same handout lists another 19 reasons how a heterosexual, gay, or lesbian monosexual person can assume certain privileges. Now, I could keep reading. It's kind of absurdly disgusting. The reality is that it's our money that has built up these institutions that are literally hell-bent on turning all of our young adults into sexual deviants, into self-love, miserable people, who can think of nothing other than any and all potential desires that their mind could come up with. This is what we're up against, which is why I've said this in the past. I'm very grateful that Dan Patrick was the first one to show up and say, guys, we got to get rid of tenure. We've got to get rid of these professors. They will teach your kids anything. They will teach the young adults of this state anything if we tell them they can never be fired. We've got to ban DEI. We've got to ban critical race theory. Like we, this is LGBTQIA, all this other stuff. Guys, do you realize that critical race theory isn't even banned at our university level? They can tell every white person you're a racist based on the fact that you were born white. The Texas Senate passed a bill that said that shouldn't be legal. And the Texas House said, we're not even giving that bill a hearing. That's where Republican leadership is in the Texas House when it comes to addressing these problems. So if you're wondering why I'm talking about it, it's because I believe that each and every one of us has to, from now till next session, very focus on 
defunding the woke and weaponized government that exists. Now, the average person sees this as a problem, and the politicians are slowly waking up. We still have this issue where, like, every time there's a there's a budget negotiation, all these Republicans are like, you know what I want to focus on? I want to focus on Social Security, Medicaid, and, you know, I want to reform our, our welfare program. Okay, we, we uh, defend Texas Liberty PAC, a PAC that I help run, literally polled Texas Republican voters, and we said, hey, if you had your choice to reform welfare programs, or save money by defunding the woke and weaponized leftist government that exists, which would you choose? And you know what? Like five to one said woke and weaponized government. The average Republican understands it. Hey, I'm not saying welfare reform is bad. I'm saying that when we, we don't even get what we negotiate for against Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer. Oh, we're just, we roll over. But guess what? We're not even asking them to defund all these woke and weaponized agencies half the time. We're literally just like, hey, if you'll just give us this slight reform within the welfare program, we'll consider that a win. The problem on the state level is we don't have to negotiate with any of those Democrats. We don't have to negotiate with them. There is no Chuck Schumer in the Texas Senate. There is no Kamala Harris over the Senate. There is no Joe Biden as president of Texas. Red state. Welcome to the red state of Texas. So what are we going to do with it? And one of the things I'm going to encourage you to do is that you need to start talking to every elected official you know when you run into them at the Republican clubs and say, hey, what are you going to do to defund woke and weaponized government? And if they tell you, well, that's all the federal programs. You show them this story. You show them this LGBTQIA plus center having gender justice workshops. And you say, Joe Biden is not the reason this is happening in the red state of Texas at the University of Texas, which is funded and governed by legislators and laws that are passed. And you know who else governs the University of Texas? The Board of Regents. And every one of those Board of Regents were appointed by Governor Greg Abbott, and they were confirmed by the Senate. And they literally are the school board. If this was happening in my school board, I would go to my school board members and say, what, what are we doing with gender justice workshops? And those school board members could literally say, we're not going to have a gender justice workshop. They could bring in the superintendent and say, no gender justice workshops here. They could end the program. They can do the same thing at the University of Texas, and it's every single regent there. Kevin Eltife is the head of the board of regents of the University of Texas. He was a Republican state senator from East Texas. He's a Republican. He's in charge of the university. He is one of the board members that could anytime just say, uh, bring the president. Let's bring the chancellor in for a meeting. What's happening with these gender justice workshops? Hey, can we just defund the entire gender and sexuality center at the University of Texas? Because that's what should happen. And I don't want to, I don't want the University of Texas regents to go, hey, we're just going to uh, end certain workshops done by certain issues of gender and blah, blah. No, I want the entire gender and sexuality center at the University of Texas at Austin shut down. I don't want it to exist on the university. And there are centers like this on the University of North Texas, at Texas A&M University, they all need to go away. And all of our family groups in Texas, okay? Texas Values, Texas Family Project, Texas Eagle Forum, Concerned Women for America, all of these different groups out there. I hope every single one of them come into next session and say, hey, one of the things you're gonna do for us, Appropriations Committee, Senate, 
finance, we're going to pass a bill that says none of these centers exist by the end of this legislative session. That's what we have to do. And guys, that's the tip of the iceberg. You think just getting rid of that center is going to solve the University of Texas or Texas A&M? So I'm just trying to help y'all get into the mindset that's necessary to get us into step one, two, and three. In closing, I talked a lot about election integrity legislation, and I do just want to remind y'all that the Texas House killed a massive amount of election integrity. And if you want to, you can go to uh, my podcast that I released. It's actually one of the ones that got the most downloads this year, which was just overviewing all of the different bills that died. That was mid-June that I published that. Um, and then uh, you, you can go to Texas Scorecard. It Literally, this is the headline of the commentary. 48 conservative bills the Texas cows killed this session. And I wrote it, and there's a description of every single one of these people. It's thousands of words. But guys, it, culture and sexual revolution, it just has all the different lists. Vaccine, health, freedom, the list of all the bills killed. Immigration, all of the immigration bills killed. And, and so it just goes on. In election integrity, we had Senate Bill 990, which eliminated countywide polling. We had Senate Bill 397, requiring early voting tapes to be printed. Guys, this is what I mean about making your elections auditable again, Okay. This is a simple bill. It says requiring early voting tapes to be printed. This legislation would make auditing elections much more possible. This is what I wrote. It passed the Senate in late April, but never even got a hearing in the Texas House. This bill was killed by the Elections Committee, chaired by Reggie Smith from Grayson County. Senate Bill 397. Like, the list goes on. Senate Bill 921 by Brian Hughes bans ranked choice voting. That didn't go anywhere in the Texas House. Senate Bill 1846 by Brandon Creighton bans voting machines from China, North Korea, Iran. Pretty simple. Senate passed in mid-April, died in the Calendars Committee. Elections Committee passed it really late, died in the Calendars Committee. Senate Bill 2208 by Tan Parker. Election integrity, AG empowerment. This is what we give the Attorney General even more power to go in and actually prosecute. Not only did the Texas House kill the bill that would give the attorney general power to go prosecute this. They also impeach the attorney general. So they're like, uh, no, we're not actually giving the attorney general more authority to go after the blue counties in our state that have massive election integrity issues. But we're going to impeach the attorney general. By the way, uh, back in 2020, Ken Paxson was one of the leading attorney generals in the country regarding the election integrity issue. While everybody else was just staying out of it, staying out of the court system, he took it to the court system. And when he took it to the court system, Chris Turner, who was the chairman of the Democratic Caucus at the time, and he's still a state representative today, Chris Turner said, this is grounds for impeachment. We need to impeach the attorney general because of his stance on election integrity. So why do you think 61 Democrats all lined up and said, heck yeah, we'll impeach Ken Paxton. You think they care that the process has been completely undermined? You think they care that this isn't even the role of impeachment? No. Most of them are voting to impeach him because he actually stood up against the election results of 2020. Senate Bill 1807 by Drew Springer, election law conformity. It's illegal for local governments to make up their own election laws. Think about this in relation to what I'm talking to you about in Harris County. There's all these problems in Harris County, and now you have all these Republican candidates who are all suing and just trying to get an audit out of the Secretary of State. Drew Springer filed a bill. It's illegal for local governments to make up their own election laws and procedures. But as there is no penalty for breaking the law, Democrats are doing it. 
This penalizes local officials. It passed the Senate in mid-April. The Calendars Committee, Dustin Burroughs, killed it by placing it on the last calendar. Reggie Smith passed it out late, and Dustin Burroughs placed it at the very bottom of the last calendar. And this literally says, hey, uh, they're not allowed to make up their own election laws, but if Harris County does, there's not really a crime they've committed. Let's make it a crime. The Texas House says, no, don't really have time to do that. And then you go, well, if you made it a crime, the problem is the Democrat District Attorney of Harris County wouldn't actually prosecute the crime. So Drew Springer files a bill that says, actually, we'd like to give the Attorney General more power. Actually, Tam Parker filed a bill. Sorry, Senate Bill 228. Tam Parker says, I want to file this bill that says if local officials break the law, make up their own election law, they can be they can commit a crime. And then Tam Parker says, I'm going to file a bill that gives the attorney general more authority to actually make sure to hold them accountable to that crime. And then the Texas House says, we're going to kill both of those bills and we're going to impeach the attorney general. That was the conclusion of the legislative session in the Texas House. So why are so many candidates popping up across the state saying, I'm running for the Texas House of Representatives? Because they're frustrated about these very things that are happening. I hope that y'all are continuing to organize. I hope that you're getting more engaged. I hope that you're active in your party. I hope that you're meeting more people and building your list of conservatives in your community that you're going to be able to communicate to and help make sure that they turn out and vote and get engaged in the process. Guys, we've got a lot going on. I'm grateful that you're here on a regular basis. I'll tell you, I, I get really encouraged every time. I don't really track how many downloads or anything the podcast gets all the time. But every now and then I kind of log in and it's so encouraging to see those download numbers just go up and up and up and up and up. Um, so thank you for all of you who continue to share this content with your fellow Texans, your neighbors, who you care about, who I care about as well. May God bless you and may God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to the Luke Macias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.